Welcome to episode 120 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, a TV show, an anime, a manga, a comic book, an audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Hello, hello, that's me. That's you, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I, so I, the, the first time I want to say in like five years of me podcasting, yeah. I had so much to do yesterday that my voice started to hurt. Like my throat started Oof. to hurt. Um, that's because we had two po- podcasts in one day and then I did like two like little interview kind of things mm-hmm. uh, for some potential new hosts for one of our uh, other podcasts. Uh, and yeah, it was a great day, but by the end of the day, I was just like, oh, my throat is so sore. I hate this. <laughs> uh, which it's it's fine now, but it was just like, Kyle, please stop. Please stop talking. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's never happened to me from only podcasting, but it would happen when I was training somebody at work and I would talk uh, okay. all day and yeah. then I would come home and have to do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it sucks sometimes, but mm. I am excited to be he- 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 yeah. here. Uh, we're t- t- going to be talking about a show that I am oddly surprised at. Uh, <laughs> what are we t- talking about this week, Melissa? We are talking about a Netflix show called Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories. I pitched you uh, several live action Japanese movies and TV shows. As I've said, we've covered anime, we've covered manga, but never any live-action Japanese entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to uh, honor the country now in place of when the Tokyo Olympics were supposed to happen. Sure, sure. Now, let me ask you this. I'm realizing Mm. we may have made a mistake. What? Did you watch the first season of Midnight Heiner? Tokyo stories or did you watch yes. the first season of Midnight Diner period I watched Tokyo stories okay because I watched Midnight Diner season one just the Midnight Diner regular one but I think we can still talk about this because oh my- <laughs> I think this show is great and I still want to sit down and talk about how great this show is <laughs> So we watch completely separate shows. Well, it's it's the same show, but technically uh-huh. the season you watched is season four. Well, oh. So it started with just Midnight Diner, and it did okay. three seasons, and then Netflix bought the rights to it and changed the name, and they did two more seasons under the name Tokyo Diner or uh, Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories. But were the first three seasons also in Tokyo? It's the same location. It's the same di- di- oh diner. Yeah. So it, it's, the, it's the same thing. The, 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 the show is basically this like anthology kind of yeah. series uh, about this guy who, who uh, o- o- operates this di- di- diner that is only uh, open from midnight to 7 a.m. Mm. And he has, like, one thing on the menu, uh, but his customers will come in and they can order whatever they want as long as he has the ingredients. Uh, mm. And it's, it 
ends up, yeah, being this like anthology show about the customers that c come in uh, and buy food. And it's like their stories of like how they connected to, to the food that they got or some kind of like memory related to the food and stuff. I'm assuming it was the same thing for you then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, uh, to, to give my like general, th I'm super excited to t talk about, about this show. <laughs> if, if you cannot tell, um, I, so I, when I first saw what was on on screen, I was like, Oh no, I'm not gonna like this at all. Why? Um, what did you see on screen? So it's it starts out the like opening credit sequence is uh like this really not great qu quality uh like picture of not picture but video of these cars driving down the highway. It's just like a, oh. a typical like B roll footage for an, an, an intro the the show and then it gets to the diner and it's uh what's what's his name do we even have his master name? master it's just uh, master oh master um he like he he's he's there in his diner and he's like wiping the counters da -da -da down mm -hmm. and stuff like that and he, he he gives his little introduction and he's like when people finish their day and hurry home my day starts yeah my diner you know and he, he says that that stuff and then yeah the show starts but it's it it it's just it looks like they had thirty dollars for the b b b b budget on this thing. It is the lowest possible like production value you can see. It looks like a soap opera. Huh. Uh, so I'm not sure how the Tokyo Stories ones look because that one was made it's, by Netflix. Um, it is a drive through. It's seemingly downtown Tokyo at night mm -hmm. with all of these lights around and it is higher quality it's a really nice high-res just drive for okay. a little bit there you go and uh it was fun to like look at all the signs in the city as the episodes went on uh in the background you can see a giant poster promoting deadpool which is funny <laughs> I, I don't yeah i don't think that's in the one that i saw <laughs> here's a pre-deadpool let's see midnight i'm gonna look look up the opening on youtube and see if there's it's pretty different um oops i want that on you uh here we go okay yeah i i i didn't even think about this because I, I i like looked it up on wikipedia and it was like okay season four is c c c called Tokyo stories. So I was like, "All right, cool. Season one. Here we go." <laughs> no, I said Midnight Diner Tokyo stories. I See, I had no idea these register. were different. I think because I got to this by googling like movies about Tokyo, and that led me to this show mm. with Tokyo in the title. I didn't know there was another thing just called Midnight Diner. And as I watched more of Tokyo stories, it recommended the original Midnight Diner to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that looks like the same guy yeah. and i thought it was like a different series where he was somewhere other than tokyo <laughs> no no he's he's so still there. they are all tokyo stories but only from season four onward they are it's... officially called tokyo stories yeah it's because the what? first three seasons were not related to netflix like netflix huh. didn't have a hand in them okay and they eventually bought them out or bought the streaming rights 
Uh, mm. it, it looks like it's the same opening, I think. Or if oh. not, it's at least really similar. Hmm. Um. But yeah, it's that like really really calming Japanese yeah. song with the guitar. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like it's really c- c- calm and really serene. I. I I just yeah. At first, I thought I was just like, man, I am not gonna like this show. It oh. looks like a soap opera. But almost immediately, I was just like, I kind of like this. This is really cool. And and then yeah, yeah. I I I'm hooked. I like I I think I might continue watching the the, the show. It's really good. It's fascinating. Hmm. Okay, put the first episode on. I'm like, this is very charming and yeah. very calming. Like this became what I watched every night before I went to bed this week. Okay. Okay. And I'm glad there's more of it that I can keep watching as like a nice, you know, little bedtime it's wind very, down at the end of the day. Like it's it's charming, but I I don't know if that's the like the first word that I think it's cozy. Yeah, it's cozy, it's serene, it's yeah. it's just, it's contemplative but in in like a heartwarming mm. way. Yeah, I, it it's I I I really like this show. I lo- mm-hmm. love it. It's fantastic. Um, do you have a- anything else that you want to add to like synopsis, g- uh, g- general thought stuff? I'll say it's a drama. Like yes. I went into this, I think maybe kind of hoping that it would be uh, a little bit odder, especially taking place in the middle of the night. <laughs> like things okay. like get like a little silly or a little weird, but it is pretty straightforward a drama like small often kind of wistful stories from these people's lives like it's it's fun to watch but there's not really a lot of laughs in it okay okay yeah i i i found much of the same thing i did end up laughing at a bunch of things but Mm. that's only because of like how ridiculous like the 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 show is secretly kind of wild. Like, there's some <laughs> yeah. crazy stuff that happens in here. And Melissa, there is. I, I don't know what happened in, in the season you watched, but there were some interesting stories that I was not expecting. Yeah, uh, I kind of sure like that for get into here. So yeah, for this episode, I guess we're gonna describe episodes to each other. We're Compare gonna have kind of a different contrast. format of the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Which I mean, we've done compare and contrast stuff before but usually we've watched both of them to get together <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but let's just go with it yeah i'm i'm mm. all about this uh so i think that's about it for like synopsis yeah just this guy mm. running this d- diner and it's about the c- c- customer he the customers that he serves and their stories uh yeah Go ch- go check out this show if you haven't already. It's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Let's get into a little bit of housekeeping, and then we will get into spoilers uh, and, mm-hmm. and start spoiling things um, for so if, each other. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so if if you did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at the Whatnots. Uh, if if you guys want more inf- information, you guys can go to our website, thewhatnots.com. And they will all be up on there. You guys can find us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in the whatnots and our shows will pop up as well. 
Uh, if, you, if you guys like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. We have all kinds of exclusive content uh, at our $3 tier uh, from all of our shows. So you guys should go check that stuff out as well. Uh, be on the lookout for more stuff down the road. Melissa, you had a great idea for something we could do for crossplay. I finally t- mm-hmm. told Ignacio what it was, and he was excited a- about that one. So I-, I-, I think we should figure out a time that we can yeah. do that. We also still finally need to go back and do our like our final Captain's Log oh, game night yes. that we never did. So we have some things coming up down the road. Mm. Uh, but big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, for keeping the mics on, for helping us out. We appreciate it, and we love you a lot. So thank you. Thanks, Sam. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, play the spoiler graphic. Here we are, officially in spoiler territory. <laughs> um this show so yeah if you haven't checked it out i still highly recommend going to check it out it's i yeah i fell in love with this show and i was utterly surprised at how good this was and it's an anthology so i'm sure we won't be able to talk about all the stories that you will get to right yeah uh there's yeah there's there's a bunch and they're only half an hour so yeah stuff I want to describe my episode one to you. Okay. So I think the Tokyo stories is a really strong start. Uh, The dish is because every episode is titled after the dish that the customers ask him for. Uh, It's tan men. Uh, This ramen recipe uh, topped with stir fry pork and vegetables. I Googled the show and I found a blog that has a recipe for everything that he makes in every episode. Nice. Very handy. So there's people sitting around eating this uh, ramen stew and this woman comes in uh, and she's a chauffeur. Like she's mm-hmm. uh, or um, or not. A, I think she's a taxi driver, but she's very well dressed. And it made me think she was like a chauffeur. She's, like a, she's wearing like a little suit. A professional driver. Yeah. Yes. And she orders the the soup but she orders it without the noodles like just like the broth and the vegetables and the meat because she says it's like better for her to eat like that late at night mm-hmm. and one of the other customers is a radio dj a late night radio dj and he's talking about this on his shift which i guess starts later that night after he's they've both eaten at the diner together sure. he's like i had this woman come in and order the noodle dish without the noodles isn't that strange and the woman's like in the car listening to it she's like ah okay funny and he's like, no, I'm going to start doing it. And so you know, he's now he's not eating ramen in his ramen dish either. That's <laughs> but funny. But the more him and this woman I'll are at the, the ramen. Hold the ramen. <laughs> yeah, uh, just broth and vegetables and pork, I guess. <laughs> I'll just eat the cabbage. Thank you. The more him and this woman are at the diner at the same time, he keeps looking at her and he's like, she looks familiar. Do I know her from somewhere? Mm-hmm. And he realizes she was one of the lead Shonen, um, not Shonen, the um, the Sentai. He was one. Okay. She was one of the lead Sentai in his favorite, like Power Rangers type show. I got from you. like his teenage years. He's like, oh, I know her. That's you know the Ninja Red Maple, whatever her name was. Sure. He's like, I loved that show, and he brings this up on his uh, talk show. 
He's like, I love the show when I was a teenager. I think I just ran into the actress from it. I haven't seen this. I don't know what happened to any of the cast. I love, and he wants to bring up attention to the show again because it seems like it's something that's kind of been forgotten. Sure. He's talking to one of his friends about, like, let's do a fan, <laughs> like a fan broadcast for this old Sentai show. Sure. And, like, what happened to any of the actors? And then the chauffeur woman comes to him and she tells him that she was in love with like the lead actor on the show who was a became a trans woman Mm -hmm. and so she was didn't want the radio dj to like dig into what happened all these uh, actors past and stuff yeah 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 and kind of you know reveal what happened to this woman without uh her saying she wanted her story out there but then at the end of the episode, she is still in touch with this woman. And then she goes on the, the radio DJ show like, hey, you knew me as yeah, the Ninja Flying Squirrel. And she's like, does the voice of like the, the old line she used to do. <laughs> That's yeah, great. Oh, yeah, I thought that was a really neat opening, like a really odd, specific story that I feel like could only it felt very Japanese to me like I don't know if you could do that same sort of story with just like the American equivalent of that show the fact that it was like a Sentai show I think made it uh, gave it this really specific authentic kind of interest to it yeah yeah I I mean you you could do an American version but I don't think it'd have that same effect yeah oh I found somebody from the equivalent of a Dawson's Creek (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you this: In mm. the season you watched, what was the like wildest episode? Because that's because I'll be honest, there were some wild things in my, season one. <laughs> this was my other favorite episode. Like okay. I, when I was watching this season, I loved episode one. And but then I found that the other episodes weren't quite as uh, quirky. Or they didn't have quite the same kind of charm to them. They were like smaller, more straightforward, dramatic stories. I still enjoyed them. I'm like, oh, nothing else feels like the first episode to me. Probably because I don't know for sure, but this might have been a show that had a bunch of different writers that it went through for all these episodes. Potentially, yeah. But there is an episode. um, Let's see. The dish in particular is... This is episode six, Plum Wine. So it's about this man who comes into the diner and his mom died uh, like the year before. Mm-hmm. And she would like um, preserve these plums and make these plum, make this plum wine. And he's just eaten like the last of it. He's like, oh, I guess my mom's finally really gone. I've eaten the last of all the food that she had preserved and prepared. Okay. And then he's he's having these dreams where his mom's ghost is like beckoning to him from outside the house, like, let me in, let me in. And he's freaking out. Like, he doesn't know, like, apparently his mom is some unfinished business. He can't figure out what it is. And I think he also has like a minor health scare or something where he's he's okay, Uh, but like he's in the hospital. It looks like, according to Wikipedia... The episode six that you're t- talking about, it says he's a diabetic insomniac. Yes. 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 Oh. So he gets, um, I think he just gets diagnosed with diabetes. Like this is when okay. he finds out he has it and he's in the hospital for a couple days. And this makes him comprehend his own mortality. 
and he's at the diner, you know, he's talking to the master and all these fellow diners. And he's like, what is going to happen to my porn collection when I die? Oh man. Yes. And he's like, (laughs) master, you like, he lives nearby. He's like, master, you know where I live. When I die, please go in take all of my porn get rid of it and they're like why don't you get rid of it now and he's like there's some very rare items in there (laughs) he refuses to get rid of it while he's still alive but he wants it gone as soon as he's dead he just wants it taken care of (laughs) yeah and his mom keeps haunting him and he figures out he's like there must be something in the house that she's trying to get to like that's what she's asking let me into the house so he has some of his other diner buddies come over. They're like searching through the house to find like, is it a secret you know, store of cash or something? Does she have like one more jar of plums she's preserving that got left in the back of a cabinet and she wants those eaten? And then they find her stash of porn. Yes. <laughs> but it's say, not exactly it like, porn. Is, it like her? is she yeah. getting his porn out or something? No, no. It's, um, it's part of this... Japanese tradition that I hadn't heard of where going back centuries there's these like illustrated they're like these scrolls these illustrated scrolls basically all these old pieces of like vellum paper with these older traditional kind of woodblock style illustrations of erotica erotica. yeah yeah Yeah. and it's like oh this was a traditional gift that was given to a bride so that she wouldn't be surprised on her wedding night and it's something (laughs) that women would like they would get and then they would always keep with them because it was also believed to be a good luck charm for you to keep these uh, erotic instructional illustrations (laughs) so his mom just wanted to make sure that like those were still well taken care of and i i think maybe somebody funny yeah, and somebody's like, oh, don't worry. We we will take care of these. And the guy, like, brings them to the diner. They're all sitting around looking at him. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. That is great. Yeah, so uh, in, in what I watched, uh, season one started off very differently. I mean, well, not very mm. differently. Same kind of stuff. But, again, with something I was not expecting. The first character... Um, well, the, the the first character that it kind of introduces is a stripper. Okay. And it's just like, she is the local stripper. Everyone knows mm. her. All of my c- customers go and see her. And it's like the, I'm not sure if you had the like old guy with the d- 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 denim hat. Was yes, there. yeah. Yeah, he, he was there. Him. The yeah, there's like a guy with guy. a. Did, did you yeah. have the gay, gay guy? Maybe there's um there's uh the guy with the denim hat. There's a guy with like a shaved head. There's Rumi, who's like this real sharp businesswoman. Okay. Um. Yeah. And then you did have I don't know if it was a man who was dressed very effeminately or if it was a trans woman. You know, this character was not well, like spoken about. So there there, there is... was a trans woman okay. who this showed be... up, but there was also a gay guy. Maybe I don't know if I know that character. Then is it like a? It's like a very small, older actor with a bald head. He's wearing like bright pink clothing, kind of bold accessories. I mean, they they had on different outfits and stuff through each of That's this a character stuff. So he I had, had he had earrings and stuff. But yeah, yeah he was yeah. he was an older guy, kind of smaller. Yes, um, stuff like yes. That. So that 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 might be him. 
But uh, yeah, the the first character that they intru- they they introduce is this stripper. So it's just like, <laughs> here's the show that I don't know I'm, if I'm gonna like yet. It looks like it's bad co- quality, but it's this like calming music. It seems like okay, mm-hmm. this is kind of cozy, and it's like yeah. Here is our local stripper. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God, what is this? <laughs> There's uh, also an episode, not to cut you off, sorry. Sure. I'm going to not go into as much detail with this one. Um, it's Sautéed Yam is the episode. Okay. And there is a porn star who yep. comes into the diner. And his name is we like that Erect. One. Mr. Right, Erect is it Erect? Erect Oki, yes! We had a repeat, yeah, a repeat customer. It was great. I'm glad to hear, I'm glad to hear that these are repeat characters, because there's a couple of them that are in most of the episodes, but, like, Erect Oki was, I think, maybe only in one, and I didn't yeah. know if, like, That was, was the one that I was to... just like, Melissa, this is wild. Right, I'm... like, I don't know if this is a guy I'm supposed to know, but it's good to hear that Erect Oki has always been there. So, all right. So, in, in so I I have to say the first uh, a, 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 a episode they introduced that that stripper, but it ended up mm-hmm. being about a yakuza boss that was okay. in in there. Uh, his name was Ryu, and he ended up getting stabbed at the end of episode one, and so he didn't come back until like episode nine or ten ish there. Um. But yeah, so then, it, yeah, like I think it was. Let me see, which one was it? Is it potato salad? Yeah, potato salad. Mm, <laughs> Episode simple. four. Um, and yeah, there's this guy who c- 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 comes in. He's just like, I would like potato salad, and he sits there and he eats his potato salad and he leaves. And then he comes back another day, and he's in there where when more people are there, and they kind of recognize him they're just like wait <gasps> wait a minute i know you you're you're mr erect oki i saw you last <laughs> night i was watching one of your videos <laughs> and it's just like it was just, it was just, it was just he, like at first you're like i don't know who this guy is yet and he's like mm-hmm. yeah you're an incredible porn star and i was just like <laughs> oh no this is wild melissa what are we watching um <laughs> and yeah, and it's like, it's like one of the things that I kept seeing on the Netflix rating, where it like rates mm. the, the show, is that it was rated mature, and it mm. said for nudity and smoking. And I was yeah, that also for mine. Yeah, I was just like, I don't expect any nudity in this show. And then here comes Mr. P- Porn Star, and when when it's introducing him, he's sitting there with like. Four or five like naked women like right around him, and he's just sitting there like, "Yes, I am amazing!" Like blah blah blah. And then you see him in the diner, and he's just this like like quiet yeah. like <laughs> you, you know just like doesn't want to bother anyone. Um, but one of the people in the diner, once they finally recognize him, he's this younger g- 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 guy. Mm. He he like stands up. And then uh, gets to a spot in the diner where he can, like, bow down on his knees. And he, he's like, make me your apprentice. Please. <laughs> please. And he is just begging. Like, please, I yes. will do anything. And at first, he's, he's just like, no. Like, what the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. But then he eventually is, is, is just like, fine, sure. Like, I, let, you are under my wing now. 
And so he <laughs> teaches this guy how to do porn is the, the wow. whole thing. And yeah, like they bring up some interesting questions of, of like, so when you first meet the talent, like how do you break the ice? Because that's what happens on set. You don't always know the person and you just have to... Mm-hmm go have sex <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and so he like they they start asking all of that stuff they they show one of these these sets um and then it's the night before the apprentices uh like first shoot and they go into the diner for like a meal and he's like we want a stamina boosting me 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 meal and so master makes him one but as they're Aiding, he gets a call that his mom had a stroke. Oh, yeah, and uh, so the he he's like, oh, it's, it, he, she, she had a stroke. Oh, it was a light stroke. Okay, so she's okay, okay, right? <laughs> and and they're like, yeah, he's like, oh, okay, okay, cool, good. So he he shuts the phone. He just goes back to eating. Man, I'm so excited for tomorrow. Like blah blah blah. <laughs> Mister Erect Oki is like, no, go home. Go home now. Whatever you do, go home. And at first he's just like, I no, like it's all fine. Like I don't un- uh, understand. And and then he like then we get Mr. Erect Oki's backstory and he is at home and he's like trying to go into his house but his mom is like screaming at at him like how could you of all the jobs we don't want you at your sister's wedding blah 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 blah. And he's like he gets kicked out and it it turns out he hasn't seen his family in 20 years yeah and so like when he sees his apprentice at this like opportunity where like he hasn't really ruined things with his family yet he's like go now whatever you do like make sure make sure you stick with them um and then so the apprentice leaves and he goes and visits his mom comes back but when he comes back mr erect oki is missing Hmm. like i i can't get in touch with him i don't know where he is i haven't seen him it turns out his mom is also having some medical issues and she now has dementia and so he sees this as an opportunity to go visit her her and yeah. she's not gonna remember him and that's exactly what ha- happens is like he g- goes there and she doesn't remember who he is but they're able to have this conversation of of like she she's like i wonder where my son is right now like mm-hmm. i like i I've, I've been thinking about him for so long and i just want him to, 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 to know that i'm proud of him and stuff like that and then she's like, you know what? My son always really liked potato salad. Why don't I make you oh. some potato salad? And so he, he gets to eat his mom's potato salad once more. And yeah, I was just like, this like this is not what I expected from this show. <laughs> First of all, yeah. I'm seeing a, a porn star t- take on in a parentis in a d- <laughs> d- d- diner that has room for like five people. Right, right. But it's so it, small. It ends up being like the most emotional story in this. Yeah, thing. I'm just like what is going on? I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, that's how this show operates. It's sort of a a, a normal, low key, pleasant time. Yeah. You know, you're all sitting around eating rice omelet or something right. like that, and then something 
hits one of these people, they're reminded of something or they encounter somebody who they haven't seen in years who also walks into this diner. It's a show about the world being so small. Yeah. Like there's an episode about a man who um, he's eating ham cutlets, deep, you know, breaded, deep fried ham cutlets, sure. which looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> and he's talking about it when he was a kid, he had the stepbrother. And they would play the board game Othello with each other. Okay. And he would make the stepbrother, okay, if I win, you have to go to the convenience store and buy me some ham cutlets. And he's like, I, our parents were only married to each other for four years. And then I, after they divorced, I never saw him again. We didn't keep in touch. I have no idea where he is now. And then he's like at his office and he's got the TV on in the background and he sees this news report about like a... Uh, like an old apartment building that needs to be torn down so that mm -hmm. it can be rebuilt or turned into something else. And there's one tenant left in the building who refuses to leave, even though there's like, like no power, no water. And he's like throwing things at people and screaming. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, there he is. <laughs> so he finds him and they play one more game of Othello. And he's like, if I win, you have to move out of that building. Amazing. That's funny. And if you win, I'll buy you all the ham cutlets you want. That's great. Yeah. So the uh, other e e e e episode that I kind of wanted to describe, I think mm -hmm. is the one after Mr. Erect Oki. This one is called Butter Rice. That's okay. Just bu plain butter rice. Simple. Yeah. And this one, um, there is this like older patron who c comes in um he's a traveling musician and mm. he's poor and he you know he's he's this older guy and he c comes in and all he gets every single time is butter rice because it's like the ch ch cheapest thing right but it's 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 rice so it's filling yeah um and instead of p paying for it with cash he sings and Aww. so he, he gets his guitar and he sings this song and it's always the exact same song and i think he's there on like thursday nights or something he's like every th thursday night at this certain time he comes in gets his rice sings his song and leaves um and while this guy is in there there's this other man who's in the 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 da -da -ha 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 who has this like fancy red suit uh and he looks really important and he's brought into the restaurant by someone else um and and the guy's not being loud, but he's being outspoken in the sense like, ah, this place looks like a dump. Like, mm. uh, like I, I bet they, they don't have all that good food here. Um, and yeah, and, and then that's when the guy is starting to sing his song. So they all, you know, shut up and eat and watch this guy sing his song. And it turns out the guy in the fancy red suit is a food critic that is in town. Mm. Uh, he's not there for the midnight da 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 diner, but this is just like an after a a a hours. He's hanging out with some people and stuff like that. And then he, there's something about the song that he recognizes. It's not that he recognizes the song, but he like recognizes what they're singing about and stuff. And then he realizes that this guy only ordered butter rice, and he recognizes mm -hmm. that. He's like, oh shit. I think I know this guy. And so he he starts to come back to the d -d 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 diner only ordering that butter rice, mm -hmm. hoping that he can still meet this traveling um, musician. Um, and it 
takes him a month or or so, but he like he stays in Tokyo as long as he needs to find this guy, and um, it it turns out that the musician was his childhood guitar teacher who had a um oh. his, the guitar t- teacher and the food critic's older sister had a thing and it never worked out they k- k- kind of went their separate ways he's now this big important food c- critic she's I, I don't remember uh what they're j- 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 doing but they they finally got to sit in the d- diner together and re c- 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 connect and then the food critic says are are you married He's like, no, I, it, it's just me. He goes, my sister is still single. I think she's been waiting for you. <gasps> and, and, and then, yeah, it's this, like, emotional, like, I can set you up with her again. And he's just, like, the happiest old man. And, it, it, like, yeah, it, it's like, this is so heartwarming. I love this. This is great. So, yeah, mm. good stuff. Good stuff. And We've got... Season four's stories kind of like that. This show seemed like it had a couple basic and I guess like the diner itself, it is a couple basic ingredients that it's just yeah. including over and over again. Like I had two stories of uh I'm suddenly responsible for okay. this child. We, we had one kind of like that where this <laughs> child like showed up and was like, Hey, I think you're my yeah. dad, Master. And Master's just 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 like uh, oh! what? And it turns out it's not him, uh, but there was another customer that was there that was one of the Yakuza people from episode one that didn't show up Mm -hmm. again until, like, episode eight or something. Um, And, and yeah, this kid just sits there at the diner hoping that his father will come in because he hasn't met his father, but his father still sends him postcards. And then, yeah, his father eventually comes in but doesn't realize that that's what the kid is. So they're, like, sitting there hanging out. The kid is asleep. And then Mm. eventually someone, like, mentions, like, man, it stinks that we can't find this kid's father. He even has this, like, note. And the the guy sees the the note and he's like... (gasps) Are you, are you, are you this guy? He's like, you're, you're my son. Like, I, <gasps> like, I, yeah. And it's just like, oh, this is a great reunion, you know? So Aww. good stuff. Good. Yeah, we had some of those. We had some, I'm reconnecting with an old flame. I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like there's an episode like that with erect Oki where, yeah. uh, Rumi, the businesswoman, okay. and who she brings in, she's this older man and his younger wife. She's like, these are my finest clients. I keep telling them about this restaurant and they wanted to see it for themselves. And I couldn't figure out what she did. She's clearly some sort of businesswoman, but I'm like, clients, how, what do you do? Yeah. So I don't know if that's information you got, but so she brings it at at times. It seemed like he knew everything and had information. And at times he was just like, I don't need to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, she brings this couple in and the woman kind of looks at Erect Oki. They kind of look at each other and he like sends her a note and then they like go for a walk. And it turns out that she married um, her husband when she was like right out of college and he was a little bit older and he'd already had a wife who had passed away due to cancer or something, I think. And she was about to marry him. And it was like, she's like, I liked him, but 
Also, he was a prominent businessman, and if I married him, he would bail my father's company out of debt. So she's like, I, it wasn't entirely a marriage of business, but that yeah. was an ingredient in it, and it was kind of why she had to like marry him then instead yeah. of kind of feeling things out. And she had signed up. She had done one porn with Erect okay. Oki. And her strategy was like, as the marriage goes on, her husband's going to be able to remember all these earlier loves. She's only going to have him for the rest of her life. Yeah. And she's like, I need one experience with another man. So she does. She becomes the star who does one porn with Erect <laughs> Oki. And then like she spends one more night with him. And then she gets the call that her husband had a stroke. So these strokes just seem to follow Erect Oki around. Don't know Man, what that's about. I, I mean, but um, strokes just seem to. <laughs> <laughs> but then, and then her husband dies. And she asks him if uh, Erect Oki, if he'll go with her to this uh, storage locker that she had no idea that her husband had. Mm -hmm. So they go to the storage locker and they open it up and her husband, and she never told her husband she did this porn. She thought he never knew. They open the door up and he has bought every copy of that porn they were in. Amazing. That's great. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. There's some, some great stories in in Mm -hmm. here. I I could go, 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 go on about just like how amazing. Yeah. Let's, talk about the characters though like who mm. who were some of your favorite characters i did love roomy okay she i, I don't like think a... i had roomy in season one i i'm she... i'm looking at like a character list on wikipedia and i don't i don't see her so she... it must have been oh. something for you yeah or maybe she showed in like it's weird that we're talking about season one and season four of the right, show yeah. <laughs> she could be a season two or three edition but she's this businesswoman. Like I said, I could never figure out exactly what type of business she was in. Oh, and she's just commonly there. And she's kind of snarky and kind of nosy. Oh, but in a real charming way. Like, she's very enthusiastic about everything that happens. She always wants to hear a great story. She's kind of a gossip. Mm-hmm. I liked her a lot. And I was intrigued okay. by the makeup of the characters that we got to this diner and that it seemed like it was so many office workers. (laughs) And I know they work late hours in Japan, but I was surprised to see so many people in like fresh professional clothing at what must be 2 a.m. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the culture. If you are Mm -hmm. a salary man, that's all you do is you work. And so yeah, that's what happens is there's just these, like, small diners that are open at these, like, odd times. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, hey, come in at, like, 3 in the morning. We'll be here. Yeah, yeah, I watched a video about Japanese capsule hotels yesterday that was talking about how it wasn't just invented as, like, something for cheap tourists. Yeah. Uh, it was invented for business people who worked so late they missed like their last train home and they live right? out in yeah. the suburbs it's like here's a very cheap way we're gonna build you a room you can sleep in that's gonna be way cheaper than the taxi fare to get back home yeah yeah that that that, that makes sense but it's it's an interesting bit to their culture mm-hmm. too so yeah um yeah, I, I think my my favorite character that I think we learned the least about was Mr. Chu, who is just the old guy with the b- blue cap. Oh, there um, is an episode about him. Because we, we saw him in a lot of stuff, but they didn't yeah. have 
one like specifically about him in season one. You saw him in the first one where he where they were like, and my regulars go go to see the str- the stripper that all, is mm-hmm. all, also a regular patron here, and he's he's sitting there and she's like spreading her legs, and they're all like, yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> he, he, I think, was like, because especially since they didn't really have an episode on him, he was mm-hmm. kind of a little more mysterious. But he was yeah. always smiling. He was always happy. Yeah. He was just like yes. this good, like feel good character. That was like, I like him. Like, I, I yeah. don't know who he is, but I like him. Yeah, and his episode, uh, he. There's an old childhood friend of his who comes okay. into the diner. It's what <laughs> we feel like that's how most of these episodes start. Right. And it's a woman he had a crush on in like high school. Okay. Who's a neighbor of his. And he's like, she was the most beautiful woman around. You know, she could have married anyone. She was really smart. She could have gone anywhere. And like they just lost track of each other over the years. And now she's like this older woman. Seems like she maybe never got married. And her recently her brother died and at his funeral she ran into her nephew who she hadn't seen in years mm. and he's like uh this haggard adult lazy layabout who's never had a job and now she's fallen into this relationship where like she's trying to take care of him after her brother has died and the guys the nephew's like never helping with anything he he steals money from her and runs away and then he sends her back a necklace and she's like oh look at this necklace he sent me he really does care mr chu is like he does not care about you like he's trying to distract you with a gift like don't think about it like he completely took advantage of you and stole all your money and then the episode ends with she um the nephew gets arrested and then it turns out he has a son (laughs) He's oh, like man. an eight-year-old boy who then uh, the aunt ends up adopting. And now she still has somebody to care for in her life, but it's a much more even relationship where like the eight-year-old isn't taking advantage of her. That he genuinely sense. enjoys gotcha. to have her around. And Mr. Chu's like, okay, you, you ended up somewhere good after all. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we had, there, there was the gay guy who ran a local gay bar um I, there, oh that there, does there sound a... familiar i think i do remember some character talking about like they just came from a bar before they come to the diner i probably yeah. did meet that character the, yeah i think there was maybe one or two people that ended up coming in that was that from an, like another local bar um but yeah so there's those there was the oak the ochizuke sisters did you have them like these three women that were kind of gossips they they might what they may have done is replace them with Romy because they they it sounds familiar. They may have been. Oh wait, no. Uh, Rumi is one of them. Okay, it's yeah. Rumi does of these. Rumi and Kana. So she does of these Rumi other is, women she's hanging out with. I didn't know they were sisters. I thought they were all coworkers. They're they're all sisters. Yeah. Uh, well, they're collectively called the Ochizuke sisters by master mm-hmm. and the customers. Uh, okay. They are three office ladies who go to the diner yeah. after a long day of work to unwind and gossip. And they always t- t- talk about men and romance. And yeah. like, they're waiting for their one true love. We'll never yeah. do like speed d- d- dating and stuff like that. It needs to be like the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they were interesting. Um, but I think my favorite character, they kind of dropped this 
bomb right at the end, and I, yeah. I was mad. I was like, it ended on a cliffhanger? God what? damn it. What? Um, so every so often in season one, there was this mysterious patron who you would see. You wouldn't see him enter the bar, and you wouldn't really see him leave. But it would be like the whole the whole thing was like focused on one patron, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it would like pan over to, to, to reveal that he's been shitheading there the whole time, and he would he would give this like cryptic message, Ooh. like life is like the nigiri river, you win some, you lose some, <laughs> and that's it. That's all. That's all he would say. Mm-hmm. And he would he'd be sitting there with uh, his sake, and he'd have like a handful of peanuts. He would just be like playing with, mm-hmm. or messing around with. And he was just like they never explained him. They never really said. I think they may have said what his name was like the first t- time you saw him, but that was it. Um, and then yeah, so he's he's this mysterious patron who until like not until the end of season one do you kind of get more scenes with with him but you don't you still don't get a full episode but you see him in this like underpass and there are uh like a handful of psychics that have like set up shop like palm rating stations and stuff like that and he's sitting at one of them and they're helping him to be like oh like you've you've already made up your mind though so i think you know what you need to do and and stuff like that and he just has this like really deep pensive look on 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 his face and he's just like hmm okay yeah uh and in the episode where that kid shows up the kid falls asleep on his shoulder all of Mm. that stuff um he ends up making this kiss out of peanuts and chopsticks oh i saw that. that yeah and and the kid is like oh did you make that he's like yes but be very careful like you can play with it but be gentle and and then yeah like we get this scene where we see him coming into the diner and he has a suitcase and master is is there and he goes are you going somewhere and he says yeah when i get too comfortable i like to move like it's time for me to move on so he he just came to say good good, 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 bye, bye bye But before he says goodbye, the thing he says is, "I'm I like I'm sorry." For, he says something along the lines of like, "I'm sorry for what I did to give you that scar." Ah! And I was like, oh, "What is this? I want to know more about Master. Let yes, me know." Like, and yes. he just like that was it. They don't mention it again, and I'm just like, "God damn it! I want to know right. what happened." Master is this very. Uh, he, like he's kind of serious like he he'll kind of smile and chuckle a little bit but he's very reserved very stoic you know it just cooks it's very pleasant to deal with he supports mm-hmm. all his customers just a, a really nice quiet not, yeah it, nondescript yeah. guy but he does have this huge scar across one of his eyes it looks badass yeah and and, and yeah like there's no mention of it and it's just like it's like the last episode i think or like the second to last one and yeah he just he he mentions the scar like sorry for what what i did to give you to give you the scar and that's it and i'm just like no don't leave me with that you can't (laughs) do this to me 
which is again something I was not expecting because like throughout the whole season that I watched that like each thing just wrapped itself up like yeah. each thing was a story in and of its own even if characters came back and there were kind of smaller through lines like there was some cont- continuity in the sense that oh something happened to this character that they then reference yeah. down the road and stuff like that but for the most part they're all self-contained right and it's just like who is master why does he <laughs> right. have this restaurant you so know? the f- final episode of my season is it's new year's eve and okay. master is looking back on just various nights he's had at the diner over uh-huh. the years uh, like over that year, like in the spring, one of the guys won big at the horse racing track and he wanted to host this big party and he like brought in like he wanted sushi, like he wanted something chef couldn't actually cook. So he brought in like a guest sushi chef and they kind of take over the master's space to have a party. That's funny. And then in summer, uh, like they're all sitting around water eating watermelon and then the power goes out and then... Oh like a Yakuza kind of looking guy. Like he's wearing like kind of a tacky suit and he's got slick back hair and like sharp little sunglasses. That's like Ryu, I think. He's okay, like t- okay. taller and skinnier. Yeah. yeah. He starts hallucinating that like when the power goes out that everybody around him is an alien and he runs away <laughs> screaming and there's like blood splatters on the screen. It's like the yes. silliest this show ever got. And I was kind of hoping to get a little bit more like that because it was so much fun. Like he's looking back on all these memories of the year and then everybody comes in to eat buckwheat noodles, which is evidently this Japanese New Year's Eve tradition. You have to eat these on New Year's Eve and like they have to be done by the stroke of midnight. And so everybody comes into the diner. I guess it's open earlier that night for New Year's Eve because they think they all celebrate New Year's together at the stroke of midnight. But, uh, But then it's later that night and everyone has left and there's like one younger lady there at the diner who like stops and she tell before she leaves she tells master the mistress is on her way and then you see the diner when like everybody's gone and the master's cleaning up and this woman i guess about his same age also wearing like very traditional older japanese garb comes in and just helps him clean up and then huh. they say thank you like i couldn't figure out who the heck she was I think there must be some context from previous seasons that I'm missing. I don't yeah. know who that girl was that was like, she's on her way. Um, oh, so I mentioned the stir- the stripper. She ends up having yes. in episode uh, at the end of season one, it's episode nine where there's, there is this older woman in more traditional Japanese yeah. garb that comes in. Um, I don't know if it's the same one you're talking about, though. I will yeah. say that. But, yeah, she is this older woman. She gets, uh, I, she gets like, a g- g- grilled mackerel, like, a certain, like, fish thing. And she's there in the restaurant a couple t- times, and the stripper gets back in town because she was on, like, a local tour, uh, I, I guess just to different cities. Mm-hmm. And she just gets back and so they start talking and they're like oh you were on a tour are you a musician she goes oh no i'm a dancer yeah like that and she goes oh what kind of dancing do you do and it gets the little awkward moment yeah like well mm." um and then she eventually is just like you know what let me show you and so she takes this older woman out 
and they go to a club and it's it's more like a smokier dance club and they're just having fun dancing but the older wo- woman is like sitting down and sit- heading back and she's like oh no don't ask me to dance i'm t- t- too old and stuff like that and then they finally or she she finally p- p- pulls her out onto the dance floor and the older woman starts to get into it more starts d- 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 dancing and you can tell she has some experience d- d- dancing mm. and 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 you're like huh okay is she an actress because she's not like dancing dancing and she's not d- d- no. d- dancing the like style that that, that all okay. the, like you know all the stuff that's in there but she's she's more flowy with her stuff you, you know she's she's a lot smoother um but then, yeah, they they had they just have like a night out on the town, and they just end up becoming parents. And the older woman invites the stripper back to her house for one more drink before the night is done. Uh, but then it kind of turns, and the stripper ends up taking her to the strip c- club that she works, and is like, mm-hmm. "I can't really lie to you anymore because I like you this much." This is where I work. I am huh. a, stri- a stripper, um, and they don't really say much. She seems fine with it, but you know, you know, they, the the scene m- m- moves on, and then it's uh, them two. I think that next night at the diner again, and uh, someone in the d- diner then starts to recognize the older woman. They're like, "Yeah, I know you. I." I remember you. When I was younger, you were one of my favorite strippers. Yeah. And it turns out, yeah, she she used to be a a stripper uh, when she was yeah younger, and she was like a legend. Like she was one of the one of the best. And it turns out, I think before that's kind of revealed, one of the younger strippers, like like. Exes slash like high school, someone she knew in high school was also there, and like says this like really negative comment of like, oh, like well, at least I didn't expose my myself to you know the public and stuff. And this older lady stands up and just smacks him like as hard as she can, and he's just like, what? And she's sitting there like, sex work is real fucking work. Like, dude, I put my child through that stuff and yeah it's just this like heartwarming moment to be like hey like don't be ashamed of who you are yeah. or what you do like you just you know just all that stuff and yeah like i i don't remember if they gave her a name or if it was like mistress or something like that yeah no, uh well no her name was Rose something, or at least that's what she went by when she was stripping. Hmm. I don't know. That's so weird, though, because that's, like, the one thing that I want is, like, who is master? Yeah. You don't get one on Yeah. <laughs> Ken, this is a show with, I think, five seasons, and we've watched one and four. <laughs> the answers are probably out there, and we in, just haven't watched the right two, episodes. three, and five is where the, the answers yeah, are. Yeah, that's where all the hardcore information is. Yeah. That's all the mythology. Yeah. There was Man. also, there was a scene that kind of perplexed me where it cut, it's always the diner, or you're following the narrative of the people who you've met in the diner. 
mm-hmm. there's one scene where like an episode, it has like this cold open where it's on the street outside of the diner. And it's like this cart that's selling, you've probably seen them in anime, one of those little like ceramic kind of bells that have like a like a rib like a wind chime or like a ribbon with a prayer on yes. it hanging mm-hmm. from them. It's a little wooden cart selling those. And I think it's like summer and he's hanging out with this girl who like wants a drink and she's like, a, oh, I don't know, but it's a scene out in the city on the streets. Uh, the local policeman is in it. Like there's a couple episodes where there's like a local police station and there's this like yeah. young kind of doofy officer mm-hmm. who like monitors everything there and like they have a little interaction and then it just cuts to, you know, then the episode starts with the diner and I'm like, was I supposed to know these characters? Are we getting outside of the diner? Are we going to learn about like the whole street and everything that yeah. happens there? Like those people, like the- nobody had names. <laughs> I couldn't tell what was going on. <laughs> I liked it, but I just couldn't figure out how everything fit together. And in hindsight, it's like, yeah, cause you're watching season four thinking it's season one. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, <sighs> I, I want to talk a little bit more about the settings and stuff like this because, yeah. again, that was one thing that ended up surprising me because I saw how low b- budget this show was and how much it looked like it was filmed like in on just a DSLR camera, right, with no b- hmm. b- b- budget. It surprised me how many like actual locations they went to like outside of the d- d- diner and stuff like that like for the most part uh, well i i don't i don't want to say most of it takes place in the d- diner you're at the d- diner a lot but yeah maybe like a third yeah. to a half of every episode yeah, seems about right and but yeah, in the flashbacks or in these characters' stories and stuff, you would see them at other bars or other restaurants, or you'd see them at office buildings, you'd see them in the park, you'd see them at school. You'd, like, they actually had a good number of locations. Like, they, despite it be- being, like, a smaller budgeted TV show, like, they actually did this stuff. Like, they actually went and did, you know, all of these things. And it was mm-hmm. like, they didn't really skip out on the... Uh, on this stuff um which i enjoyed because yeah it made the town feel fuller um it it actually yeah. made it feel like a town or a, a city i guess they're in tokyo right mm. uh but like yeah there's just this cozy spot that in the midst of like all of these c- crazy things ha- happening porn stars over here strippers over there anchor <laughs> singers over there sentai actors over there like there's so yeah. much happening, but then yeah, it just it brings it all back da- 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 down into this like cozy little diner that can seat like six yeah. people. I think yeah, it might be like nine because sure, it's yeah. like the um yeah, there's master's cooking kitchen area in the back, it's super and then he has like a little serving area. Yeah, it's like boxed in on three sides, so I think it can fit like uh, nine to twelve people. Mm-hmm. It's very small. I loved that setting. Yeah, it's like, great. It's very small. It, it's cozy. The lighting is so warm. Mm-hmm. Everything's got like the sweet golden glow over it. Yeah. There's a little TV in the corner that nobody ever turns on. Um, yeah, like I, I, I was absolutely surprised because we, we also got one. There was an actress uh, or she, she was, uh, I think she was a pop idol that wanted to become an act 
actress and she was mm. trying to act in this movie and she couldn't really act she wasn't great because she didn't have the like life experience mm. to like really bring yeah. out the emotions that she needed for this scene um and the scene closely mimicked her life but like vastly differed in one key difference where like she was kind of estranged from her father and like didn't really like him and stuff like that but it it was also kind of one of those things of like he secretly like had all of the movies that she was in and had like she he just absolutely adored his daughter even though they weren't really connecting um and yeah like there was a scene where she's on the movie they had the big like movie cameras there to make it look like they're like making a movie and lights and actors and all sorts of stuff and i was like this is this is good this is fun like i really enjoy getting to see all of these different customers lives yeah it's just it's fascinating from story to story of just like what is the how am i gonna cry this time you know (laughs) yeah that's what the show is i want to talk about the food briefly what was your favorite recipe that you saw okay uh let me see here uh season one and i think potato salad was my least favorite that or egg sandwich (laughs) how does their potatoes does it look like American potato salad? It looks like American potato salad, but they had uh like the I don't even I, I'm not a big fan of potato salad, so I don't really know what all goes in there. But all all the stuff, the like other ingredients besides the potatoes and stuff, were in bigger chunks, hmm. stuff like that. Hmm. So, um, I think. I think for me, my favorite one, um, (laughs) the one that seemed the most, like, out of place and ridiculous was the red octopus wieners. You might have seen these for the the Yakuza guy. They're part of the end credits sometimes. The end credits for the show are a bunch of, just looks like just stills from like the from the filming of the show like production stills or continuity stills of like you know this is the outfit somebody's wearing or like glamour shots of the food that they've prepared like nobody's really going to see this on camera but we took the time to cook it let's take a nice picture of it that's when i saw the (laughs) the hot dogs kind of look like octopus yeah that's that was episode (laughs) one and that was for the yakuza boss and yeah he's this like taller man he sees really quiet and stern he has his black slick back hair he has this suit on that's kind of unbuttoned at the t- top and stuff and stuff like that he just looks like someone you don't want to mess with and yeah he's just like awkwardly standing in the door and be like red octopus wieners that's what i'll have <laughs> just like okay <laughs> I, th- I thought that one was kind of kind of funny. <laughs> one of our episodes was about a corn dog. Yeah, like, I, s- I saw that man- man- mentioned. Yeah, somebody wants pancakes, so they bring pancake ingredients. 
into the That's diner great. so that Master can make them pancakes. And there's like a little bit batter left over. So he makes a corn dog, but he has to make it with like a fish sausage. Weird. Yeah. But My favorite. corn dog? Oh, man. I, that mm. does not seem like a good combination. <laughs> it looks like a normal corn dog. It's got like the, you know, the I little guess. drizzles of ketchup and mustard on it. I think my favorite recipe was the sautéed yam because it's like this interesting type of yam called a nagaimo. I'm looking up the recipe and it's cut into these like medallions and then it's not really sautéed. It's almost like it's pan fried and Mm -hmm. it looks simple. It just kind of looks like a potato medallion. But when they would bite into it, the audio made the most tantalizing like crunch sound, like mm. this beautiful, delicate, crisp noise that you wouldn't imagine that food would make just from looking at it. Interesting. Th- that crisp noise is going to haunt me. I need to find a food that makes that noise. <laughs> uh, I think another one of my favorites was uh, katsudan. This is a Japanese bowl of rice topped with deep fried pork cutlet Mm -hmm. egg vegetables and condiments um and master is making this for this boxer i believe or i think is he i don't know if he's making it for the boxer or this mother and her child uh but he's he's making it for one of them and the child recognizes the boxer because he's starting to get popular um or something like that but then the boxer and the mom kind of start having a thing Mm -hmm. together uh and they end up yeah just like starting a new family together and stuff like that and when they're at the diner at the end of the show they ask for this one thing uh and then master goes to make the food and he comes back with something different and he's like, I'm all out of this one thing. So instead, I made you, uh, it, it's like parent and child something is the, 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 the name. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, you guys started this family. Here is parent and child thing. Cute. I don't know what that is. Yeah. So I also really like, <laughs> I also really like the ham cutlets. And I'm looking at it like it's ham breaded and deep fried. You shouldn't eat that. But that's I should all, eat that's that. That's all I want to eat. That amazing. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I can get I have, what is it? Ham, uh, panko, egg? I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So last thing I kind of want to mention that mm. I really liked about this show is that at the end of every episode, they had basically tips on how to make uh, what it was they were making in the show as yeah. at least they did in season one they had it in some of the episodes in season four and they didn't have it at the beginning okay. so it just kind of comes out of nowhere in like episode six i i think we had it on most of them <laughs> okay maybe one or two of them didn't but yeah mm. it, it, for most of them it it, it 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 was just like hey here's some it's, it's it's not the full recipe but it's just some tips of like hey if you're making this dish make sure you do this thing this one way because that's gonna make it extra crispy or extra juicy or something like that and then you can add in this this and that and enjoy and they're like bye you know uh which i i thought that was like really heart 
too. It like kind of breaks the fourth wall. Like yeah, it's, it's not it's not a cooking show, but it is something that I feel like you can cook along with. Yes, right. But the, again, they don't tell you the full recipe or stuff, but it's just like oh that meal that they had in this one that looked good i should learn how to cook that because all the stuff he makes is it seems doable like yeah. it's all really simple stuff yes um but yeah it always looks delicious and mm-hmm. again because his diner is super small so it's like yeah he d- 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 doesn't really have much there to work with and he's making it work so if i have a like a full kitchen like I should be able to do this. <laughs> we can be master just for one day. Do this thing. Okay, hey, we're back. We have Melissa back. I saved her. She fell in the deep I saved prior, myself, Kyle. And I pulled her out just in time before she herself became a ham cutlet deep fried in, I don't know. I've been a ham my whole life. <laughs> just over here hamming it up. Yeah, just a ham woman. Um, cool. cool. Do, do do you have final thoughts on the show? I really liked it. Yeah, like I said, I was kind of hoping for something a little bit stranger or funnier. I think just because midnight connotates like this sort of witching hour like this mm. kind of liminal space where anything can happen. I I would have liked to have seen them kind of take advantage of that, but like that's my own thing I'm bringing into this. The show is not beholden to it. Right. If they right. just want to tell simple, straightforward, you know, personal dramas, they can. There never has to be an issue of it, a ghost. It, it, it would be nice to have like some that. funnier ones sprinkled in yeah. there, right? Yeah, I think this is a show that could play with genre and tone a lot. And I like the series of straightforward little dramas we get. But yeah, I'd like to see him kind of play with the tone. But like I said, it's so peaceful. I I put this on before I went to bed every night. And I'm excited that I have four other seasons that I can put on before I go to bed and just kind of drift off to that pleasant, you know, guitar music. Indeed. Yeah, I I had to add add that song. It's been st- 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 it's been stuck in my head, so I put it on a playlist of mine on Spotify. It's not the exact mm. one that they use in the show, but it's a cover. Uh, and instead mm. of the guy singing at the end, which is the one I wanted because I I like his voice, uh, but it's it's like a stringed instrument that is doing the singing part there. So. Good stuff. Good show. Yeah. If you had to recommend something based on the show, what would it be? I actually have a video game to recommend. <laughs> uh, well, is I, it Shinmue? No. Because I was thinking about Shinmue. <laughs> Shin <laughs> uh, no, it is not that one. Uh, it's Yakuza, actually. <laughs> actually the yeah. Yakuza series. So the... <laughs> It's it's very different in the sense like like we've said this show is a lot more calm and serene and stuff like that. Uh, the Yakuza series is more whimsical and wild and ridiculous, <laughs> uh, but it it's that same kind of thing where you can just go into like a local bar 
and sit down and eat ramen at this little tiny little da da diner and stuff like so I, I I felt like this was familiar to me because I've played some of the Yakuza yeah. games um and so it's just like this is nice like if I want more of that but it, like to like just to see more of the city and stuff like that and some of the like crazy things that are happening uh out out there i would recommend playing yakuza it's a great game good uh something else i would recommend is something we have covered here on the show sweetness and lightning definitely yeah indeed i i it what was not a show for me like not to my taste in particular but i think it was the cutest show i have ever seen in my entire Mm -hmm. life it's adorable but yeah it's about this father learning to cook for his daughter after their their his wife the daughter's mother passed away and he's kind of just been giving her like pre-made lunches and stuff like that and she's kind of sick of it and so he's like I need to take care of my daughter. I need to learn to cook. Mm-hmm. And so it's just this yeah. like, heartwarming story of like him being like, let's learn to make this thing. And then mm-hmm. next week, let's learn to, to make this uh, uh, other thing. So that was good. It was fun. Yeah. I would recommend those. Very good. Uh, if you want to learn more about Japan, there's a show I stumbled across on YouTube. Okay. I don't know where it could be legitimately found. There's just so much of it on YouTube that I just keep finding. Okay. <laughs> it's a show called uh, Begin Japanology. And I think they did a later set of it called Japanology Plus. Interesting. And it seems like it's just this little like half hour docuseries produced by some Japanese company. And every episode's just like a focus, a hyper focus on like one part of Japanese culture. Interesting. Everything from like the train system to bathhouses to neighborhoods like Akihabara to really specific things like mushrooms. We're going to talk for half an hour on mushrooms (laughs) in Japanese culture. Funny. And it's hosted by this really sweet old man who uh, he might be part English or he grew up in England. He's just this like calm British accent. It, it, it looks like it's entirely Japanese produced, but like the narrator is also British. Whenever they dub over, and when they're interviewing somebody, they don't put subtitles at the bottom. They dub over their, mm-hmm. you know, like they play their voices lower and then they uh, play a dubbed version, like yeah. a translation of it. Yeah. That's all British. <laughs> it's a very interesting combination of uh, cultures there. But no, it's just a good informative relaxing time and you can learn about all this really specific stuff okay so just look it up on youtube i just find a lot of it from various channels i have no idea when the show aired or where it came from it just is out there okay uh, good stuff. and i recommend the episode on department stores <laughs> that was really cool department stores kabuki okay that's yeah, an good informative stuff, good stuff. one and there's an episode on amusement parks and they talk about this one amusement park. It's kind of normal park up in the mountains. Uh-huh. No like particular theme or you know, property to it. But they did this promotional weekend where they turned it into a spa park. Like they refitted all of like the roller coaster cars so that there would be water in them. 
and you walk around the park in a bathing suit. And so you're like on a coaster, but you're also in a little spa tub at the same time. <laughs> like you're going on the <laughs> carousel and like they're spraying water on That's you. That's funny. Like it's like they turn it into like a water spa experience. It's like the There's like teak cups ride, but they're yeah. like spraying you with <laughs> liquid. Yeah, just soaps. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. The mm-hmm. last thing I'll say about uh, Yakuza that I forgot to mention is that there's uh, six games plus a Yakuza Zero, which is a prequel game, mm. and then there's uh, a g- 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 game called Judgment, uh, which is a spin-off series, but they're all set in the same universe. Yakuza Seven is c- coming out, I think, at the end of this year in 2020, um, but. Yakuza 0 through 6 all take place in the same town, and they're all in Mm. different time periods of that same town, so it's really neat because you get to see the stores change and stuff like that, but you really get to to see this this town here as it grows, uh, which is really neat, which gives you this, like, smaller, cozier feeling as well. Neat. Um. Uh. So, I, if as you can see on the YouTube version, we're having some technical difficulties and stuff like that. Uh, but I think we are going to truck along and do. I I I guess so. Next week, uh, is our like end of the month, uh, special. We're gonna be covering some sitcoms on that one. Um. Normally, we'd be covering, mm-hmm. like, one single thing yes. for a longer period of t- t- time. Uh, but, Melissa, you had the great idea of doing sitcoms um, for, like, a, just like a one-time one, one special yeah. thing. Yeah, because we've been talking about our the shows we watched growing up, and I have a big Seinfeld blind spot, and you have a big Simpsons blind spot. So I thought we'd take one special episode and uh, kind of trade our yeah. favorite shows. We're going to watch three episodes each. So you assigned the Seinfeld episodes, season two, episode 11, The Chinese Restaurant, season four, episode 10, The Contest, and season seven, episode 11, The Rye. And I assigned Simpsons episodes, uh, season four, episode 12, Marge versus the monorail, season seven, episode four, Bart sells his soul, and season eight, episode nine, The Mysterious Voyage of Homer. Got all those? Yeah. Those are the ones that we are going to be covering for this next week. I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, like, yeah, like S- Simpsons to me was always like my friend's older brother's show. <laughs> like that's what it was for me. Yeah. I, c- 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 I c- c- caught things here and there, um, but not much. And it was just, yeah, it was always just like, just out of my reach. It felt like what Seinfeld was a staple in the Springer household. Hmm. That's what we will be up to for this next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa, do you want to hear my pitches for the week after that? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I have two comic books 
and a cartoon. Ooh. Um, the cartoon is a little bit longer, um, mm-hmm. which is why it's a good thing we're kind of pitching it now. It's 19 episodes, but that's what I will pitch first. Mm-hmm. The cartoon is Tron Uprising. Yes! I have heard great things about this show, but I've never watched it. Um, it, it One of the voice actors is Elijah Wood, man yes. Moore. Uh, ah. They're in there. Trisha Helfer is in there. Um, all, all sorts of stuff. But this is a science fiction TV show <laughs> set in the Tron universe between both of the films. It's set between the original Tron tron and uh the more recent tron legacy um it's 19 episodes it's all on disney plus um synopsis is uh says beck is a young program who becomes the leader of a revolution inside the computer world of the grid against the villainous clue and his henchmen a mechanic, um, he is trained by Tron, the greatest warrior of that grid has ever known. Tron not only trains Beck in the fighting and light cycle skills to challenge the brutal military occupation of the city of of in the city of Argagon, but also guides and mentors him to grow beyond his youthful, impulsive nature into a courageous and powerful later. Beck adopts Tron's persona and becomes the enemy of General Tesler and his oppressive forces. That's pitch number one. Mm-hmm. Tron Uprising. Uh, let's see, this next one the comic book it's also a little lengthier but probably not as long um as this this is a comic called casanova and it's written by uh matt fraction with Ooh. art by gabriel ba um ah. actually did the art on the umbrella academy comics um which uh we have we've covered the TV show on the review show and the reactor core, but we haven't covered the comics, uh, but this is the same artist. Uh, so this follows Casanova Quinn, a decadent thief and black sheep to the most famous family in global super espionage. He gets, gets kidnapped. Uh, so w- when he gets kidnapped across parallel dimensions where survival means masquerading as the greatest secret agent the world has ever known. Casanova Quinn. Uh, So I wanted to read all three volumes of this book. Um, They're all on Comixology Unlimited. um, And they're they're a little bit lengthier than normal, I think. Hmm. Um, But not by much. Uh, so I think we're reading like maybe 15 or 16 issues total. I'm not sure, but there's, there's three volumes. Um, I've, I've, I, I know a lot of people really like Matt Fraction and some of the things that he's done. He's written some g- great stuff. Um, but I've, I've seen this book in my local stores, but I've never heard anyone mention it. 
Hmm. So I kind of want to check it out just because of that. Like, like okay. I, being a big comic book nerd, it's like, how come no one has mentioned this book? So interesting. And uh, good old super spies. Mm-hmm. Love a good super spy. Yes. Last but not least is another comic book. This one is written by Jeremy Hahn and colored... Uh, it's uh, written by J- J- Jeremy Hahn and Jason Hurley. Um, I, I believe they must also do the art too, but it's colored by John Rauch. Uh, this one is called The Beauty. Mm. And I wanted t- to read volumes one and two. These are also on Comixology Unlimited. This one says, imagine a sexually transmitted disease that makes those infected better looking. A disease people want. That disease is real, and it's called the beauty. Two years after the beauty burst onto the scene, over half of America is infected. Now, it looks like the downside may be far worse than anyone suspected. Detectives Vaughn and Foster find themselves on the front line of the battle against the beauty, embroiled in a conspiracy they never knew existed. There you go. That's pitch number three. Mm. Pitch number one, Tron Uprising. Pitch number two, Casanova, volumes one through three. And pitch number three, The Beauty, volumes one and two. Uh... (laughs) I always feel bad when I pick the first thing you pitch and then and then you just keep talking anyway. And I know in the <laughs> back okay. of my mind, it's futile. I'm going to okay. go with Tron Uprising. It's been on my list to pitch to you for a while. Oh, okay, I've good. never seen the show, but this was airing at the same time uh, as another Disney Channel cartoon called Motor City that I really dug. Mm. And I was meant to get into Tron Uprising because the commercials look so cool, but I've never really watched it. I love okay. the Tron aesthetic. Uh, this sounds neat. Yeah, I want to hang out in Tron world for the next right? couple weeks. Yeah, let's, let's go hang out on the gr- grid. Yeah. So, interesting stuff. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had this on my list of things to watch for a while because I've heard really good things mm-hmm. about this show. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's only those 19 episodes but i know a lot of people were like where's season two come on and it just never never happened Mm -hmm. so well that is what we will do in two weeks time uh don't forget next week is our sitcom special yes uh but yeah i think that wraps us up for this week melissa where can they find you on the internet you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. Uh, and you can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with our shows, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Go like, share, subscribe. Uh, go follow us on YouTube. Right now you can see me and the beautiful Skype logo where Melissa's uh, face sh- 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 It doesn't be, even but... have my icon. You can't see the photo I took of myself three years ago. No, it just has the Skype logo. It's kind of uh, lame. I'd prefer that photo, but, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah, so that is what we will be up to this next week. Go like, share, subscribe, all of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I think that wraps us up. This has been episode 120 
of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.